Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Public Safety Now on Hexagon Radio. I'm your host, John Whitehead, Vice President of Sales for U.S. Public Safety here at Hexagon Safety and Infrastructure Division. You know, over the last few years, public safety has really become complex. Not that it wasn't before, but it's just the amount of calls, the amount of incidents that are coming into an agency. The data that's coming in is just overwhelming is how I'd put it. Today, we're going to be discussing artificial intelligence, or better known as AI, within public safety. We've got Jack Williams, our strategic product manager here from Hexagon, to discuss how do we implement AI and how can AI kind of help out with public safety and help us kind of filter and utilize all of that data that's coming in to be better in our job. So, Jack, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good, John. I'm ready to talk some AI and, uh, and how that can apply to public safety. So, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, there's always been the backroom joke, right? The movie like Minority Report, where there's all this, there's all this intelligence and it's it's foreseeing the future and it's telling us all these things. And, you know, it always feels very Hollywood. In real life, you know, we're 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 answering 911 calls, we're responding to incidents, we're catching the bad guy or putting out the fires or helping the sick. Those Hollywood things always seem to be just that, just in the movies and, and, and not real. But man, once we start talking artificial intelligence, we really start bringing that intelligence into public safety. How, how, do, you, how do you see that helping us? Yeah, I mean, so anytime you hear that word artificial intelligence, you know, you start to think of the, the Hollywood movies, right, John, and, and yep. all the different uh, iRobot and, uh, and uh, Terminator and Minority Report and all those, you know, futuristic bad scenarios. So yep. I don't that's not what we're here to talk about. And, and in reality, uh, AI is uh, still at the point where it's not quite mainstream yet, but it's becoming more and more. I'd say within the next five years, it'll be it'll be implemented. It's already implemented pretty much. Uh, and maybe you don't even know it, but. Yeah, it's it's nothing to be too scared of at this point. Um, I don't think we're hitting the singularity quite yet, but uh, yep. yeah, I, I'd say I, when it comes to public safety, um, being able to what we call operationalize uh, AI so that it can be assistive for the human is really the major benefit and where I see AI machine learning really helping public safety agencies be more efficient, make better decisions. So um I'm excited about it. So don't get too scared yet, John. Uh, all right. We've all got right. A few more years. All right. Well, you've talked me off the ledge on that one. So that, that, that'll be good. You know, it's it's funny and I really think it is exciting. I jokingly say I've got artificial intelligence here in my house, right? I got this little machine and all of a sudden it wakes up at a certain time and it goes around the floors and it vacuums up any crumbs or dog hair or anything else that, that might be on the floor. And it goes back home and it empties itself. It's just a cool thing as we've started getting into this world. And I, I looked at that as Man, all these things are new and all these things are so cutting edge. But I did a little bit of research and artificial intelligence isn't new. This stuff's been around. I mean, I, I'm looking here. It says in the mid 50s, John McCarthy was credited as being the father of AI. So artificial intelligence isn't anything new. This stuff's been around for a long time. And, and I think it's really kind of cool as we talk about public safety and how AI plays into that. I think it's just exciting to kind of see us step into that realm and, and to better utilize, again, as I said at the beginning, some of that some of that historical data and, and how we can kind of use that to better our responses. Yeah, I think AI and machine learning really has has the ability to help us see the totality of the of our data, right? And so 
what we lack right now is sort of that the ability to process uh, large volumes of data coming in in real time. And AI and machine learning can be used to um, filter the noise, if you will, and mm-hmm. provide proactive insights. So that's that's one thing. But back to your point about AI. Yeah, AI has been around for a long time. I mean, AI, it's a broad concept of basically having a machine being able to carry out tasks in a way that a human would consider intelligent or smart. And uh, so that could be something such as uh, a rule of thumb or heuristics or a decision Mm -hmm. tree, or you can get into deep neural networks and there's all different kinds of branches of AI and approaches of machine learning. And just to kind of clarify too, you might say, what what the heck is machine learning relative to AI? Well, machine learning is a subset of AI that's specifically focused on you set up an algorithm, train a model, and then that model learns over time by itself from experience without having to be sort of programmed, right? And so there's a lot of potential there for public safety to leverage more of their data and also have more data at their fingertips, relevant data at their fingertips in real time. And I I think that's where AI machine learning can really help. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Now, you know, as I said, thoughts go through your mind as we start talking about this stuff. And, and I, I'll just be open and say, I'm assuming that some of the listeners of this podcast are probably thinking, oh, here we go. This is where it starts. Next thing you know, you know, I'm not going to be needed anymore. They're not going to be a need for dispatchers or we're not going to have to have my position in here. They're going to try to automate all of this stuff. How do you think this is going to affect We'll just start at the dispatcher level. How do you think it's going to affect like the dispatcher's job? And how do you see the AI fitting into that space? Yeah, the way I see AI fitting in is not as a, a tool to replace the human, the user, the dispatcher, the call taker, the supervisor. It's assistive. And um, that's that's a ethical and, and, and practical way, especially in public safety uh, of all spaces, to leverage AI. As bold a proclamations that you'll hear Elon Musk and some of these guys say, truly having AI and robots and software, being able to carry out and have that human judgment, that, that human emotion, that's so, I mean, that's still quite a far a ways away. And I don't know if we'll ever get there. I can't, don't want to say never, but it's a long yeah. ways away. So there's an area where the real practical operational way to leverage AI for public safety would be to help augment, meaning to add to a person's capabilities, giving them more information, helping them when they're stressed out, helping them when they have information overload, which is very common. So the dispatcher call taker, they can benefit from AI by simply having AI running and and constantly scanning CAD and dispatch and and data sources looking for connections, looking at the big picture, trying to find trends so that you can relate things in real time as opposed to after the fact when it's too late. And so that's at at that operational level from a dispatcher point of view, we're not, uh, AI should never automate or replace a dispatcher call taker. That human judgment factor has got to be in there. But what AI can do is really provide, almost make them like a a superhero, right? You know, we're trying to augment. So I think it's got that capability to enhance and assist. Well, and it's and it's what I kind of how we started off this conversation. There is a lot of information going on in in all of our agencies. It used to be where, you know, as a dispatcher, a police officer, you'd worry more about, okay, you know, my policy and procedure in this type of incident, I need to do A, B, and C. That that's what was going through your mind. 
I think that's still the case today. But I think there is an influx of calls. I think that, that for the most part, we're seeing more and more calls for service coming in the door and people asking for assistance. And I think what you're telling me is, and this is what it sounds is, this is really just an aid. It's another tool in the toolbox, if you will, because information occurred in the past. But yet we're focusing here in the moment. This is going to go ahead and be able to do some of that research for you and and provide you with actionable data, if you will. You know, I'm handling the incident that's sitting here right in front of me. There's a lot of other great historical data that might be able to assist my responding units. So this product's going to be able to go look for that, do the research for us, and then prompt us and give us information that we can share with the responding units to help them better do their jobs. Yeah, John, it is. It, it it's it's a tool that has a lot of potential. It can help with that information overload where, you know, today how that's done is people use different tools inside of of the agency, so in front of their screen, so they might go do a search here, they might go look in CAD and drill down into a specific tab and look for supplemental information. They might go Google something. All those things are done sort of manually today that a, a person has to kind of go in and do a con- what we call a contextual search. The other the other way you could you could have this ability to to handle these high pressure situations and large data volumes is just simply through pure experience. And uh, that just obviously takes time. So uh, where it can help is, is really filtering out and, you know, it is a tool. It's something that doesn't exist today. So I don't think it's, it's something that should be intimidating by any means. It's just, it's an asset that you can leverage that is more than what's there today. And that's very promising. And, and it's also nice to know that, you know, the system itself is, is smart. It's going to constantly sort of aggregate and find patterns and similarities and anomalies and let you know of them. Now, it's not going to take any action. Now, that's that's the human decision element. But right. it, it has a lot of potential, just even for frontline, but also other roles in the agency who, uh, you know, might not use, they don't actively dispatch or take calls. So, um. Yeah, and, and, and it's exciting because, you know, Hexagon released this product September here of 2020, this smart advisor product, you know, I'm excited that it's bringing that AI aspect into public safety. It's 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 definitely the first of its kind, I think, in the industry. And I think that it really is going to assist. I, I keep going through, you know, different scenarios in my head, right? You've got a person, you know, I'll call him, you know, Joe Dirtbag, right? He's living out there at this location. He has a history when it comes to public safety. Maybe he assaults officers. Maybe he's just, you know, known to carry weapons. As responding units, they may not have all of that history. We may have a new officer. We may have someone out in the field that's not familiar with with maybe that that region. They're working a different beat that day. I love that we're going to fill in the blanks because in my mind, this immediately tells me, you know, this smart advisor or this AI, it's going to save lives in the long run because it's going to let that that officer know Hey, be on guard when you approach this person or heads up. This is what's happened in the past. And that, that's really what it comes down to is just, you know, saving officers lives. Yeah. Saving officers lives and saving citizens lives, too, by getting ahead of, of things before they escalate out of control. Yeah. I mean, that that ability to, you know, draw back on information that ha- happened in the past and, and compare that uh, intelligently against what's happening in the here and now. That's very valuable. 
Um, you know, we do that all the time in our heads, but you know, I don't know about you, John, the older I get, the harder that gets. Um, <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, that's for sure. And you know, what's, what's, what's cool about this is that, you know, in the dispatch center, we've all got that, that one dispatcher, all the agencies have that one dispatcher that everybody looks to. Maybe it's one dispatcher on each shift, but they've been there forever. They know all the alleyways. They know all the shortcuts. They know all the frequent flyers that are calling into 911. And I've talked to some of my friends in the industry and they're saying, you know, when those people leave, that's a lot of knowledge that leaves with them. That knowledge isn't anywhere written down. It's not in any book. And now a new dispatcher comes in. And I remember back when I started as a new dispatcher, there's almost this overwhelming feeling. You've got to learn all the policies and you got to learn the procedures. What's this, what's this computer in front of me do? And you've got to do all of this different training. And then in the background, you're also concerned because, wow, I'm just not as knowledgeable with the past or with the historical data that so-and-so is sitting across the room. Historically, dispatchers would turn around and ask that person, you know, hey, Susie, do you know this guy, Mr. Smith, that lives down here? Oh, yeah, Mr. Smith's lived there for 30 years. That guy doesn't like us, man. Just be careful. Send two units out there. Oh, okay, great. I think that that's the other level of excitement that I'm seeing with this product as this can assist our new dispatchers. We can bring new dispatchers, get them ramped up quicker because they're not going to worry about memorizing all of those types of things. They're going to be able to learn on their own time, which is great. It's always good to have that, that inherent knowledge. But because we've got AI running now in the background, we can supplement them and give them the information that they need so they can focus on the real work that I need them to focus on. Yeah, you hit on a very key topic there, John. And and I, I think it, it, there's a couple elements to it. One is there's a there's a major issue of uh, PSAP or um, call center turnover right now, and it's also uh, challenging to to find uh, new employees willing to take on the stress. Uh, I mean, it's no surprise that you know the turnover rates are high. Uh, to be perfectly honest, because it's a high stress environment. There's information yep. overload. You feel like you're you know you're always on defense, right? And what AI can help us do is kind of pivot that and and really help us um, you know. You still have to have the human, but what it can do is give you that confidence, that that safety net, uh, that something else is there sort of watching out, looking for some trends, anomalies, kind of looking at the bigger picture, making sure you don't miss anything so that ultimately you make the best decision. And that in of itself reduces stress for a very stressful job already and allows new staff, new dispatchers, like you said, to have that sense of, okay, I, I know I have a an airbag, like, like in a car, I know I have something mm -hmm. that, that's kind of watching my back, if you will. And it just, I, you know, it'll result in less stress. And I think, um, ultimately, you know, when you're less, when you're not under stress, John, you're going to learn better. You're going to learn that experience. And then for the, the other aspect of it is for those people who, like you said, are those, that one guy or one girl in the, uh, in, in the call center that yeah. sort of knows the lay of the land. Well, they're busy all the time, sort of, facilitating, uh, you know, their, their insight and knowledge to, to people and they're called on for the, the tough tasks. So what AI can do is help free up their time supporting, you know, say some of the newer um, employees, and then they can actually take it to the next level and go in and, and configure the AI and, and tweak the settings because they have that intuition. They know their yep. area, they know their region. And so that that element too is not just like you turn AI on and it just does it. Uh, the 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 really 
you know, intelligent, you know, aware, experienced people can go in and actually tweak the AI to look for, for specific things. So I look at that as like it amplifies those all stars and it also helps the novice um, come up to speed quicker and overall reducing stress. It's people centric AI. That's that was the genesis of this. Uh, oftentimes you think public safety, the people in the call center um, oftentimes, are, you know, are in the background. Right. And their job is, is, is just as important as anybody else's. And so what we want to do and the whole goal of this is to help our frontline personnel in the call center but also help other people in the agency too with real-time insights. And that, that was a, a big catalyst for why we started down this path. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that there are some, there are some inherent tools in CAD systems of today. So for years, when a dispatcher puts in an address, for example, or puts in a plate or a name and they, they fill out those fields within an incident, the system's gone back and said, okay, this address, we've been out there X number of times over the last year. It's that historical data. Dispatchers are using that today. Officers responding to calls, they've been using that for years, or they should have been using that for years. This really takes it to the other level because, you know, as I go through examples and I go through some of the things that I could see, there's a lot of information, let's say, in the remarks of a call. Uh, someone may say there was, uh, you know, s- someone vandalized my mailbox. He had a blue vehicle or a blue Camaro, let's say. Okay. I put that information in. Most times an officer goes out, vandalism report done and over with. But now think about how that blue Camaro, just that little phrase could come back as that person driving in this vehicle. Maybe they go to another location. Maybe it's a simple mailbox vandalism, but maybe it escalates. And now all of a sudden you may have a road raid incident or you have an escalated type of incident that happens hours, days later. That blue Camaro comment could say, hey, you know, this could be one and the same. And and I and I I use that as a simple analogy and a simple example. But I think that that's you know, we're already having historical data come back based on the address and the name and the plate. But why not have it on some of the comments in the incident? Why not have it on that other data? And in the past, I don't have time as a dispatcher to go digging around for every call that had the word blue Camaro in it. But <laughs> man, it'd be nice if all of a sudden that alerted me and said, hey, heads up, you've got that here. And, and that's a long version to kind of get into my next topic that says it's not just for dispatch. This thing's going to roll out and, and assist the officers responding out in the mobile as well, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, being able to push uh, alerts. So the way we approach it is uh, we, we mine this data and we have these different agents that look for different things. We call missions. One of the agents we have is very similar to the thing you just mentioned. It was called a similarity agent where it will look at, uh, yeah, what I would call near-term recent events, say last 30, 60 days. And it looks at the totality of the data. Like you said, there's automated search features for, you know, the common, you know, fields uh, or attributes of, a, of an event, but things like remarks and stuff like that, oftentimes overlooked because like you said, it's, it's, it's an impractical to um, dig through all that stuff. So yep. being able to leverage that in real time is extremely important and that we can use that with our similarity agent to find similarities between otherwise uh, seemingly unrelated events. So Mm -hmm. here's a good example, John. I think this happened in the UK. 
we mocked up a scenario about this in Smart Advisor. Smart Advisor would be perfect for this. So there was some violent crime in this city, and there was a stabbing earlier in the day. And then there was a detective, I guess, uh, investigating this issue in the field. And it was it had the community really worried, upset, et cetera. About eight hours later, uh, another stabbing occurred. Same, same, same city, but different part of town, you know. And so then, uh, two hours later, I think there was uh, just a random call uh, hmm. about a suspicious person saying profanity to passersby. Okay. And in the comments, there was some slight, you know, there was the guy was wearing a camo jacket. There, he was a Caucasian. He had a tattoo. But, you know, the comments don't quite match up like that. There's got to be That's some right. intelligence. And with Smart Advisor, and we re-ran the scenario, would be able to detect, you'd have got a, an instant alert that says, hey, we believe that this suspicious person event that was just created is very similar to these two stabbings that occurred in the last 24 hours. You might want to share. And then they could just, dispatcher could easily click share and push that out to somebody in the field. Or if they have mobile unit or on-call dispatch mobile unit product, they could get the notifications directly themselves. So that's a, a real world scenario where it's kind of, smart advisor could be used to connect the dots. Another one is in Australia, they had this big event where there was a lot of asthma attacks occurring and it was because of a thunderstorm churning up pollen in the air. Hmm. And unfortunately they, they missed it. They like, they, they just, you know, there was an influx of breathing related calls and and EMS calls and they were unable to kind of put two and two together, if you will, you know what I mean? Until it was too late. And, um, a lot of people, you know, I think nine people died as a result of that. And they did a big study and talked about how they need to get ahead of, rapidly evolving emergency situations. That's the perfect type of thing for smart advisors. So there's there's a lot of different potential applications. All the, you know, even an analyst, John, let's take a crime analyst. Maybe they're investigating something. Once again, if you're an expert, you can go into smart advisor, tweak the AI, set up your own rules for the AI and have it say, okay, I want to monitor anytime I see the word stabbing or anything related to it and and alert that dispatcher to contact XYZ. Right. Right. That can now happen without that, you know, and that person might, you know, they might have had access to CAD, but they're never it's it's impractical for them to log into CAD and monitor stuff. Right. <laughs> so Yeah, it's just mining that data and it's just it's interesting to hear how you know, let's put that artificial intelligence in the background, not to take over for us, not to not to do anything more, but give us just actionable intelligence, just data that we can actually utilize. And you brought up some great examples. It's things that as we're in the day-to-day, we just don't have time to go back and do that. I'm going I'm to keep saying research, but we just don't have time to go back and do that research you know, while we're in the heat of the moment. And, and what I like and what I'm hearing today is, is that let's get this tool in the background that kind of keeps an eye on that data, that kind of says, hey, did you know? Hey, maybe you need to know. Maybe this is is relevant to the incident that you're working now. And I'm excited about that because, you know, as I go back, it it really just makes us smarter in public safety to have that that data in hand and 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 really like I keep saying, just just help us overall better do our jobs. I mean, at the end of the day, it you know, it, it it's it's really simple, right? When you when you narrow down public safety, what do we do? Well, we provide safety for the public. I mean, and I know I'm taking it to its lowest common denominator, but that's really what this is. And I think as we're out there protecting property and lives, 
and making sure that we're assisting, you, you know, our, our public the best, having all of that data is going to be able to help us and having all that data at hand and available when needed. It really is exciting because I think today we go out and we react. Incident happens, we respond, we take the information, and then we'll investigate it. Okay, that's great. I've got detectives, I've got I've got analytics people in the back. There's there's post-incident type of reporting that's going on when you have the time to kind of go back and dig through that data. This is exciting because it sounds like a lot of that information can be brought to your attention as the incidents occurring and not not being so much reactive but actually proactive as I'm responding to that call. Yeah, we call it a push, right? We call it the pu- a push system. But I mean that's that's a broad term, but in the tech space, I've heard it referred to as a push system, meaning you know, with the way we're leveraging AI and the way I, uh, it can benefit public safety, it, you're right. It's, it's to, to protect the community and save lives and, and, and keep this public safe, right? And yeah. so in order to do that, we need as much information as possible that's relevant, not just data, but really proactive, you know, intelligent insights. And all Smart Advisor does, John, is it yeah, it has all this this AI working in the background stuff, but you don't know that at the at the at the, at the front end. I mean, you're yep. not seeing it. And the goal is I, it's not this big, bold, flashy thing that's going to like take over your whole screen <laughs> and start talking to you. No, it's going to issue you an alert in real time, in real time and say, you might want to know that this is kind of similar to that. Or hey, uh, the the supervisor um, is monitoring a situation. He says, Man, we have a, we only have a typical number of let's say robberies is is we're expecting maybe one or two a day but yeah. we have 10 and i just got an alert saying hey there's a statistical anomaly here you might want to check this out that helps public safety because it helps them say oh okay this might be of interest and the ultimate goal there is to get ahead of it before it spins out of control or, and also to catch the bad guys in the act, you know, if there's a, a way you can uh, connect the dots between incidents and and uh, get out to the, you know, radio out to the field and say, hey, we, you know, get down. Uh, we believe this this minor incident is is actually tied to something bigger and broader. Yeah, um, that that's great. I mean, that that's that's what we're here to do. And then I think the key, too, is you know, it, it cannot be intrusive. It's just got to be a little alert. What do you want to do with it? Okay, it tells you what what the recommended action is. Uh, you decide what to do. You can share it. You can attach it to the event. You can even go back and review it later. But we're not trying. It's 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 very discreet because there's enough crap going on all <laughs> already in the call center. And uh, yeah. the goal, like I said, when this pops up, it should grab your attention. Uh, if you want to dismiss it, dismiss it. If you yeah, want to open don't- it up, look at it. You can look at it. Don't give me another tool that's going to get in my way of doing my job is what you're saying. And this isn't going to do that. This is going to work in the background, provide you the information, and you decide if you want to do something with it. And I think that that's a great point to make. So, you know, Jack, as we kind of wrap things up here, let's talk a little bit to the administrators or to the chiefs. You know, they're they're hearing these words and they're they're hearing this and now in public safety and how can it be beneficial to them? But, you know, we really haven't talked about some of the options or some of the the ways that you can utilize it here. I mean, is, you know, these scenarios that we've brought up, it sounds like, hey, you plug this thing in and it's going to magically do everything for you. But they have choices as to what it will actually do. Correct. 
Oh, yeah. There's a configurability aspect to it. So the agents themselves need to be, they use publicly known theories. I mean, to be honest with you, it's not like we are um, mathematical geniuses and created some some novel algorithm. But what we what we did, and most, most AI applications do, is it's the combination of the different approaches that you package up into what we call an agent that's specifically built for public safety workflows. But you know, our, our whole thing is assistive and being transparent and explainable and what I like to call people-centric AI. The agency ultimately has control, even over the AI. They can go into the AI and say, hey, we I want to ignore these particular types of things or set up ad hoc missions for the agents to go look at. You know, maybe there's something going on that week. You yeah. want to monitor a specific thing. Maybe you want to monitor a location or, you you know, the similarities are always going to be churning out. But ultimately, you can turn them on and off. You can decide who who gets the notifications, who doesn't. The notifications are very explainable and interpretable, which is very important. It's not like, why did I get this? Um, right. This is random. So, I mean, that people-centric AI approach. And then, the you know, and the chief and, and the guys at the top, I mean, you see a lot of cities and agencies that are talking about AI, but they'll bring up the ethical concerns as well. And we're very aware of that. And that's something that we take very serious. Agreed. But I think the important aspect there, and and you touched on it, is you don't have to jump into the deep end of the pool when it comes to AI. This product will allow you to I want to say baby step your way into it. And as you see the value, maybe turn on different actions and turn on different filters to provide specific people the information that they require at the time that they require it. So the chief is going to be able to make that decision. It's not going to be a all or nothing. It really is uh, configurable to allow them to make those decisions then. I like hearing that because I think that that helps uh, with the adoption and bringing that in and people accepting this uh, running in the background. You also made the point, too, it's not all of a sudden going to be all of this information dumping out to everybody. Why Why am I seeing this? It's going to be very specific information and, and detailed the way that the administrators want it. Yeah. I mean, now, they, 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 now granted, they don't have to be an expert in, in AI to, to set this up either. So don't I don't want to intimidate folks. But yeah, I mean, it's it's there. It's an addition to what you already have. It's, yep. it, all it can do is provide you with nuggets of information that you otherwise would have to have done manually by searching or have through previous experience. It's going to make you aware of it. And like I said, John, I personally, when we roll this out, I anticipate that they'll roll it out to a few people at first, maybe a, a couple of dispatchers or one or two call takers, the supervisor staff, and maybe, you know, even someone like an analyst. I don't yeah. think they're just going to flip the switch and everybody gets, but I will say this within 10 years, this will be table stakes for any public safety application. You're That's right. going to be embedded. So this was our chance to say, Hey, we recognize as hexagon as innovation leaders, that this is the future. And let's start looking at it and not trying to create some sort of pie in the sky, a, you know, futuristic AI. No, let's create a practical AI solution that helps our users. And then by doing this, we get our users and uh, the people who buy our, our systems familiar with the concept, comfortable with the concept. We can develop it out further. And it's, it's just so exciting because, like I said, 
I view it as a way to help us, to help yeah. our customers, not to replace and automate. And that's that's the key. And and I, I keep coming back to that, but that is the key, John. Assist yeah, us. I, it, it's just a great tool, I think, for agencies to look into and have in their arsenal. And and what I would say is you don't have to take our word for it. There's a lot of information out there on, on the web. Uh, I would recommend, if you're interested for more information, to go to hxgnsmartadvisor.com. That's hxgnsmartadvisor.com. And I think that there's a lot of great information out there that people can look and see what what exactly is John and Jack talking about here? You'll be able to see some different videos and be able to see some examples of real life and how that tool in the toolbox will assist your personnel. So a lot of good information out there, man. You do an artificial intelligence uh, search. I did an artificial intelligence in public safety search. And man, I'm telling you, Google just blows up. There's a lot of information out there. Uh, and I just think it's it, it's a great topic and a great tool. So Jack, Thank you very much. As always, it's always great talking with you and, and hearing some of the excitement. I know you're excited about the AI, uh, but to hear additional episodes or learn more, visit us at hxgnspotlight.com. And thanks for tuning in.